Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. One thing we believe here at Foundation Church is we are better together. We believe that to our core, and this was a video all about our connect groups, which are our small groups, um, which are our, um, that's our small groups, arms, and we just believe you weren't designed to do life alone. You were designed to do it with other people, and we believe church should be the absolute most friendly, welcoming, funnest place that you go to, and your life has changed in the midst of that environment, and if you aren't involved in a connect group, man, our connect groups are an extension of our church. There's fellowship that happens, which is just a fancy term for fun, talk, um, hanging out. There's discipleship that happens. There's prayer and just doing life, just building those relationships. And so if you are not involved in a connect group, get plugged into a connect group. You don't have to do life alone. We don't want you to do life alone. And so if you want some more information about our connect groups, you can get it online at foundationschurch.tv or you can go to our connect center, which is right out my left as you are exiting into the lobby. Hang a left. It's the green room right on the left of the lobby. We've got some people that will answer answer questions, get you signed up for connect groups. Even though we're hitting summertime and we're kind of toning our connect groups down a little bit, we would still love to get you plugged into one. Um, Before we get into our message today, there's one thing I want to say. We have a series coming up um, that's starting on the 4th uh, 4th of July, that's starting on Father's Day, and it is called Redneck. Um, Redneck is happening on 4th of July. I had somebody come up to me last year when we did this series, and uh, she was from another country and she says, I don't understand redneck. Can you explain it to me? And I got to tell you, I couldn't do it. I could not explain what a redneck was. Um, I told her to watch some videos, but I don't know if that happened um, and if it helped any. But um, we are starting a series, Redneck, on Father's Day weekend. And I know Father's Day is one of those days, dads, you want to be like, I don't want to go to church. You need to come to church. Um, we are dialing this up to a whole nother level of redneckish. Um, there's going to be toilet bowl horseshoes. There's going to be Mountain Dew. There's going to be sweet tea every week. There's going to be tractors. There's going to be surprises for you um, here that I don't want to go into. And let me say this. This would be a great time for you to invite your friends, your coworkers. Last week, I gave our church a charge that we're not going to take our foot off the gas this summer, but we're going to keep our foot on the gas and keep advancing the kingdom of God here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I challenge all of us to to be a found person that finds people because that is one of our beliefs. And I'm encouraging every single one of us to bring one, to find your one that you can bring, that you can be a found person that finds people too. And I, man, let's 
You can bring them next week, it'd be great. But this is a great series to invite somebody to come with as we start on Father's Day weekend. Today we're in our series called A Spirit-Led Life. It's our fourth week in this series. We have one more week after this week. We'll be concluding it next week as we talk about the fruit of the Spirit next Sunday. And um, I hope that you're here. That should be a whole series in itself. In fact, we started looking back, and I did a series on it, but it was like six to seven years ago. Um, and some of you were here for the series tree, and you're like, that's seven years ago? I know. Um, but today I'm doing a message that is all about the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because we're talking about living this spirit-led life out. What does that look like? And I'll be honest, man, there's a lot of pastors that don't want to preach on this. There's a lot of people that want to avoid it, and I think it's something we as a church need to engage in and talk about, because it's in the Bible. I mean, let's, let's preach on the uncomfortable things as well as the easy things. And so today I want to talk to you about the topic of gift cards and leaf blowers. Gift cards and leaf blowers, and hopefully, hopefully it makes sense. Um, we're in a culture, if you've not noticed, that really loves gifted people. Um, gifted programs are in our schools. If you were like me, you never made the gifted programs because you weren't a good enough student. Um, I, I, I was, I, that's just, that wasn't me. I mean, my teachers called me gifted, but it was a completely different meaning. Um, but we, we have, we, we appreciate people that are gifted. One of my favorite shows, my two favorite shows right now, are Little Big Shots with Steve Harvey. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is awesome. Um, and it is a great show you can watch with the whole family. You just have to cover your kids' eyes during commercials, stupid commercials. Um, but it is a hilarious, and all these talented, gifted kids are doing stuff that you and I could probably never do in a million years, and you're just like, how in the world? And you tune in because these kids are so gifted, and Steve Harvey is so funny. And then my next favorite show right now is America's Got Talent. I don't know if anybody else is watching America's Got Talent since Simon Cowell came back, but it's really good. Um, and this past, this past week, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched your DVR yet, I'm getting ready to ruin it for you. There was a girl from Oklahoma City that was a ventriloquist. I think that's what you call them with the little creepy puppet hands. Um, and she was operating this puppet and she got the golden buzzer and the streamers come down and she starts bawling. I'm sitting on the couch last night and I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to keep it together because I know if I cry, my girls see me, I'm a dead man. There's blood in the water. And here's the deal. We're watching NBA finals, right? And you watch these people and these athletes and you're like, man. Look how gifted these guys are. It's ridiculous. See, people tune in because they're so gifted. If it was you and me out there playing, ain't nobody gonna watch that. Why, why is there a bunch of old guys playing basketball who stink? Like, why would you put this on TV? Right? You like to watch people who are gifted at what they do. We are a culture that loves watching gifted people. And can I tell you, as a follower of Christ, you have been gifted. You've been gifted. The Holy Spirit has given you 
gifts. And, and here's the pushback. Here's the thing. We as a church and as a church as a whole, not Foundations Church, but through the different denominations, the different ways we've grown up, we've heard all these differing things. And it's crazy to me that the gifts of the Spirit has split the church, right? It's true. Instead of it just being the church and letting the gifts of the Spirit add to the church, they were meant to add to it, not take away from it. And so I want us to get a biblical understanding of what the spiritual gifts are, how they operate, what they're for, what their function is, so that we can be the gifted people that he has called us to be. Because here's the truth, and it's my first point. The purpose of the gifts is to equip you to advance God's kingdom instead of your own. The purpose of the gifts, the spiritual gifts, the gifts of the spirit, is to advance God's kingdom instead of your own. Our text, our main text this morning is gonna be found in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11, and it says this. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. He's given each of us a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Here's, here's, here's where we're at. Each of you has been given a gift. God didn't forget about you. God didn't overlook you. This past Christmas, we were um, opening Christmas gifts, and it was Christmas morning, and uh, my dad was there, and he had gifts for all the grandkids, and all the grandkids are now at the age they can tell you exactly what they want, so it's easy to buy. And my oldest daughter, Charlie, is starting to like gift cards because she's getting a little pickier, and she wants to pick out her own stuff. I get that. It's easy. I'm like, yes, gift cards. Um, but my youngest daughter, Chloe, still wants the toys, right? The big ones, the the big boxes. And so um, Chloe's got all these boxes. Casey and I have boxes. And, and, and all the other grandkids have boxes. And Charlie has like a gift from us and a gift from her Mimi and Uncle Edgar. And that's it. And all of us are looking around like, my dad forgot Charlie. And here's the deal. It, it doesn't matter how old you get, you present count, right? Let's just be honest. Don't say you don't. You're a liar. <laughs> you're a grown adult, and when your parent gives your sibling and you a gift, you're like, there's cost more. <laughs> I know we both got one, but you spent a lot more on theirs than mine. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, so here it is, and Charlie is handling this like a champ. She's not crying. She's not being rude. She's just looking at me like, he forgot me. <laughs> and Casey's looking at me like, your dad and my sisters look at me like, Dad forgot Charlie. And I'm like, Dad forgot Charlie. He has finally got to the age where he's forgetting things. You know, I'm like, what has happened? And here's the deal, is that my dad didn't forget Charlie. He had her gift in a card. You just couldn't see the card. And he gave it to her, and we were all like, oh, 
you know, yes, yes, there's no drama. You're still one of his favorite grandkids, Charlie. You know, you just, it's like, okay, we're all in good state. And here's the deal is that a lot of times we say, well, I'm just not gifted. Well, I, I, just, I, I just don't have a gift of the Spirit. No, 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 no. Let's go back to our text. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. He has gifted you. The moment that you became his, he gifted you with something. He has put spiritual gifts in you. He has equipped you with gifts. And, and here's the purpose of it. Not so it makes you look good, although that's gonna be a byproduct of it, but that it makes him look good. It makes his kingdom, it advances his kingdom and not your own. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven, it says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. 1 Peter 4, verse 11 says this, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. And hear this, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. That's how God has designed us. It's not that the spiritual gifts would only be on display on Sunday mornings, right? That's how the church has been. We've allowed these supernatural gifts only to be displayed on a Sunday. No, 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 that's not why they've been, they've been given to you so they can be displayed through your everyday life out there so that they may, what Jesus said is so they may see your good works and glorify the Father. That's why they've been given to you. It's not to divide the church, it's to bring the church and to make the church what it should be. And he has given it to you so that all the glory would go to Jesus Christ. How awesome would it be? How incredible would it be for you to just operate, man, to function in your everyday life in a supernatural way. I've gotta tell you, that's the way God has called you and equipped you to live your life, and it's called to advance his kingdom, not your own. But here's what I understand, is that number point number two, don't allow your spiritual gifts to be undiscovered, unused, and underused. Don't allow your spiritual gifts to be undiscovered, unused, and underused. First Peter chapter four, verse 10 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Listen to this, use them well to serve one another. Use them well. I gotta tell you, I, I really believe we're scared of them instead of using them. And, and when we operate in the gifts of the Spirit. It's not like crazy town comes to church all of a sudden, right? It's not that there's all this disorder and no, 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 no. No, 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 it's not disorderly. There's an order to it because it's still there to advance God's kingdom. There's a uh, gift cards, gift cards. Uh, in 2015, over $1 billion was left unused on gift cards. I wanna meet these people. Cause when I get a gift card, I'm like, woo, 
And I spend, I will spend every penny on a gift card. I'm just telling you, like you give me a gift card and I'm like, I'm going to the store and Casey may be like, Justin, there's only 27 cents on that. I don't care. There's 27 cents that somebody invested in a card that doesn't have to come out of my bank account that I'm not paying those suckers. Here's a gift card for 27 cents. Run it and then I'll give you the rest of the money, even though it may be $101.27. Take the 27 cents off of it so I just have to pay you $101 because that's free money. I don't understand people to leave money on this, right? I don't understand people that like leave it unused, right? You're just like, what are you, you're not, you're not desperate enough if you don't use it enough. You know, I'm just like, when you've had nothing and you only ate beans and cornbread at some times when you were youngly married, man, I just made that up, youngly married. Um, but when you're flowing, you just go with it. Um, when you were young men, when beans was a big meal, you know how to, you know how to use a gift card. So, so here's what I, do we have any college students right now in this service? Any college students? Any college? Come find me after service. This gift card is yours, okay? Because you're desperate, right? I mean, college students, you know, like you get a package of ramen noodles and you're like, oh, ramen, yes. So, so come see me because I know you will use this gift card. But, but here's the problem. A lot of times when we get gift cards, if they don't give you a receipt for how much is on the gift card, this gift card says 20 to $500. That's a big gap. <laughs> right? I mean, let's be honest. That's a big gap. And so when I get in, there's not a receipt. Like, I'm the optimist. I'm like, there's $500 on this card. You know, I'm like, woo! I still have not gotten a $500 gift card, but I'm believing. Um, <laughs> and some of us are like, oh, that cheap sucker. He, he didn't put a receipt on this because he only gave me $20. You know, he didn't want to, you could have at least bumped that up to 25. Come on. <laughs> and if you don't know how much is on it, you don't know how to use it, right? Because you're like, oh, I don't want to put too much in my card. I don't know if I can buy this online. You don't know what your parameters are because you don't know what the ability is of this card. Can I tell you? It's $50. $50 is yours, that's what's on it, $50, okay? I don't have a receipt, but $50 is all yours. So you know what's, but, but here's the deal. We treat, we treat the gifts of the Spirit like this gift card. A lot of times we don't use it to the capacity that God has enabled us with. Man, he has gifted, he's put spiritual gifts in our life. And here's why we don't use it, because a lot of us don't know what's in us. We don't know what he's equipped us with. We don't know the gifts that the Holy Spirit has put inside of us. And some of you, you're sitting there and you're like, I've never even heard of the gifts of the Spirit. I've never I, I didn't even know, I'm, I'm gifted, woo! <laughs> you know, you're like, I, I've got, or you've been scared because there's been improper teaching concerning the gifts of the Spirit. So today I wanna talk to you about what are the gifts of the Spirit. And this wasn't gifts given just for a church that happened in Acts. These are gifts that are given to those who are living a Spirit-led life. In Romans chapter 12, 
verse six through eight, it says this, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility serious. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about other spiritual gifts. And it says these are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. Let's read that one more time. There are different, I'm used to this one, where is it at? Um, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone close, uh, someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown, unknown languages, which is also known as tongues, while another is given the ability to interpret that tongue or what is being said in that unknown language. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. And all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here's what I would tell you when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. There's no one gift that is more important than the other. Okay, there's no part of your body that like, I don't wanna function without my, my left leg or my right leg, I like them both, right? I, I don't wanna just, I don't wanna have the option, do you want a left arm or right arm? I don't, I want them both. You know, you like your left eye better than your right eye? No, I like them both. Um, there's not one gift that's more important than the other gift. And, and how, how crafty is Satan to get the church to diminish the gifts of the Spirit, right? Because there's no other reason to diminish what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life than for the church itself to diminish what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life. And and we can't use what we don't know we have. And some of you don't know what you have, so you, you can't use it. It's like a blank gift card. You're like, I, I don't know what I have. So I want to go back through our list, and I know there are some other people that say there's other spiritual gifts, and there may be administration, and there's different offices of spiritual gifting and leadership, like apostleships and prophets and pastors and teachers, but we're not covering that. I just want to talk about the spiritual gifts that were given to us in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. And, and here's a list of the gifts, um, if you will just go through that real quick. The pr- there's prophecy, okay? Um, and and we, 
Here's the deal. I would love to go through all this, and we may go through the different gifts and take questions on an FC midweek about this stuff and let you fire them at us um, and really talk about it, but we don't have time for that this morning. But there's a spiritual gift of prophecy. There's the gift of serving and helps, which a ton of you have that. And we believe, say people, serve people. Everybody can do something. Um, there's the gift of teaching. There's the gift of encouraging or encouragement. There's the gift of giving. Some of you are like, what? Did you put that in the Bible just because there was a Kenya pledge? And you took, I already took up offering. I'm telling you. And it says this. If you have the gift of giving, give generously. Right? Don't just say, you know, do it with a glad heart. Give generously. Leadership. Some of you, you have the gift of leadership. You walk in and you just love leading people. You love motivating people. And you're just using it for your own kingdom. That's not why God has put that gift in you. He has put it there so that you can build his kingdom as well. Showing kindness and mercy. Some of you, if you don't have this gift, I love you, okay? Listen to me. Some of you, you don't show kindness and mercy. We don't want you in the kids' ministry. We probably don't want you as a greeter, right? We'll let you clean the church. <laughs> Interpretation of tongues. Next slide. Hospitality. Words of wisdom and advice. How awesome would it be for, some, for you to have, start operating in your supernatural gifts where people come to you and just like, man, I just need wisdom. I, I don't know what to do. And it's not wisdom. You're going, where did that come from? Have you ever said something you're like, well, I don't, where'd that come from? Because I never knew that before. That's the spiritual gift of words of wisdom. That the Holy Spirit is just speaking to you and you're just becoming a facilitator of him. Words of knowledge. Some of you, you've got great faith, man. You can pray and you can pray over mountains and they're moved. Next slide. You've got gifts of healing, gifts of miracles. Can I tell you, I believe God is still a healing God and a miracle working God. And there's some of you, you've got that gifting and that's why we have our prayer team come down. And some of you at the end of this service, we're gonna have our prayer team down here and they would love to pray for miracles, for healings, believing that because they got great faith and you just need to come down here because I want to be the church. I hear miracles happening all overseas and why isn't it happening here? Because I don't think we're allowing the Holy Spirit and we're not using the gifts that the Holy Spirit has put in us to facilitate the Holy Spirit to move through us. Um, man, there's something that God's wanting to do. The gift of discernment, my wife has it. If you're a liar, don't go talk to my wife because she'll know it. She's the worst person to play Boulder Dash with. It's like, no, that's stupid. That's Justin. Um, gift of tongues. Let me stop here. A couple weeks ago when we started this series, I said, hey, this is a series, Spirit-Led Life. We're going to be talking, and this is going to be a series that's crazy. We're not going to be doing any crazy things like holding snakes, slapping people on the head, and speaking in tongues, right? Some of you may have heard that. Let me, let me say this. Most of the time, most of the time, I get all my stuff right when I'm up here, but there's sometimes I say things that I need to, I'm, I, I just made a mistake, and this is one of those. For, for what, I actually 
have my prayer. A lot of you've heard prayer language. I have the gift of speaking in tongues when I'm praying and when I'm going before the Lord. Sometimes I'm down there and I'm speaking in tongues before I come up here. It's just the way the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit is moving in me. Um, but I know to be up here, that would not function well because some of you grew up Catholic and Methodist. You'd be like, uh-uh. Um, so there's not that place. There's a, that's what I'm saying. There's an order and there's a place. But, but hear me, hear me, hear me. Because this is the, let's be honest. This is the big one. This is what, no, no. This is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And we can't criticize and we can't minimize and we can't say that's weird and that's okay because I'm comfortable with it. It's a supernatural gift that the Holy Spirit has imparted. And if you've got it, don't apologize for it, okay? And I was wrong with what I said, so I retract what I'm saying because it is a powerful, powerful gift. There's the gift of administration, which I don't have a drop of. <laughs> These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hospitality. These, these are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we can't allow the gifts to be, be belittled and neglected because, man, what more could, could Satan hope for? What more could he want? So, so here's the gifts, and some of you, maybe you're like, but, but I, I see the list, I understand what you're saying, I've heard Romans 12, I've heard 1 Corinthians 12, I, I get it, I've heard it before, but I still don't know what my gift is. How do I discover the balance of what the Holy Spirit has put in my life? Here's what I would tell you. You got to pray. You need to hear from the Holy Spirit and allow him to speak to you and allow that still small voice to speak to you. The other thing I would tell you, we want to give you some tangible things, is this. There is actually a website called giftstest.com that you can go, I know this sounds weird, hear me out, that you can go and you can, it just got a series of questions that takes about five minutes. But it can show you kind of your nature, your spirit-led nature, where God has gifted you, given you kind of a bent. And this doesn't mean that if you take this test and it says you're an apostle, a prophet, you're, you're gifted with this and this and this and this, that that's, in fact, it. This is not the Bible. Some of you are like, I got the gift of gambling. That's not a gift. Some of you are like, I got the gift of truth-telling. No, you just want to be a jerk and call it truth-telling. Um, you need to get on this and just allow it to be a starting point for you. To allow it to open your spiritual mind and your heart to saying, okay, well maybe that's where God has me. And then pray about what the results are and say, yeah, I can, I can see that. Because once we understand what the Holy Spirit has put in us, we can begin to use what he has set in us and gifted us with. Because here's what I will tell you. It's my last point. The gifts help us to become more powerful and productive. It's just true. The gifts help us become more powerful and productive. As a church, it makes the church more powerful and productive. Man, when there's things happening in church, can I tell you, we saw a bunch of people use the gift of giving when we did our Kenya pledges. And all of a sudden, I get to get up and say, we're $3,000 over and we still got money coming in. And if you're wondering what we're going to do with that money, I'm buying a new car. No, I'm just playing. We're leaving it in that fund for the next church plant and the next church plant. But, but hear me, we couldn't do that if people weren't operating out of their spirit 
spiritual gifts and everybody's excited and look what's happening at Foundation Church. That's the way the church should be in every facet of its life. It should be alive, it should be powerful, it should be active. And for too long we've removed the power because we've been afraid to awaken and to step into the gifts that the Holy Spirit has put inside of us. And and hear me in an orderly way to where lost people can come in and they can still find Jesus and it hasn't turned into something awkward, it hasn't turned into something weird, but it's turned into something that the Holy Spirit is leading and directing. The Bible says this, in 1st, 2nd Timothy, excuse me, chapter one, verse six and seven, and we, we, we've been using this verse a lot throughout this series in the Spirit-Led Life. It says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that word stir up means to reactivate in the Greek. And so I, I, I want to remind you to stir up the gift of God, to stir up, to reactivate the gift that God has put inside of you that you received, Paul is telling Timothy, that you received when I laid my hands on you and prayed for you. Because that moment, we've talked about God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. When you reactivate the spiritual gifts that God has put inside of you, that's when verse seven can become a reality because it brings power to your spirit-led life. And now you're not living a spirit, you don't have a spirit of fear, but all of a sudden you have a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind, of peace. Now, Casey and I, I'm closing with this. Casey and I moved and our family moved to a, a, a new house not too long ago, about six months ago. And we moved from a, a, a house that has no trees to where you could operate this little blower and take it to easy, easy, just get the glass get grass clippings off and you little electric blower in the cute you know and it works good I didn't have to move a lot of stuff I didn't need anything of power this would this would be fine but we moved into like the forest <laughs> and there are leaves everywhere and I was like oh no I'm gonna give me a blower I'm gonna get me a man's blower. And I went to like a place that sells commercial blowers and I got me, this is actually my blower I brought from the house. Anytime I can use this, it just ticks my testosterone up. (laughs) This is my blower. I got headphones on because if not, it makes my ear ring. And I mean, I'm out there, whoa, it's got a a cruise control on it that just keeps it locked into full gear. I mean, I'm just like, get it, boy, you know? I'm out there and my neighbors are like, like when the snow came down, I didn't use a shovel, I just took my blower out there. I was like, whoa, for real. And here's the deal, I was out there and I'm blowing all these leaves off and my sod's flying up, I'm like, you know, wow, I'm trying because it started moving stuff. And can I tell you, this is how you are living life when you are living it, letting the spiritual gifts move in your life, is that you have a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And some of us, the reason we're fearful is because we're operating out of our own nature. 
Well, how pitiful does this look? <laughs> Nothing's moving. Nothing's changing. Nothing's working. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to blow anything. Well, no, you can't. But when you reactivate the spiritual gifts that God has put in you, you can move mountains. You can go through situations and not be fearful of them because you are not operating out of your own self-led nature. You are operating out of your spirit-led nature that has a bringing bonus of the spirit-led and the spirit-giving gifts that makes you supernaturally gifted so that when you're going through the hard times, people are like, man, I don't know how you're doing what you're doing, but I want to know it. And all of a sudden, even in the hard times, you're advancing God's kingdom and not just in the good times. God wants to move in you and he wants to work through you and he wants to empower you. All you got to do, hear me, is allow him to. Is to find out what has he put in my life? Because you can't use what you don't know you have. He's gifted, his word, his promise is he's gifted each and every one of us. He, He hasn't overlooked you. And if we're gonna live this spirit led life out, man, it's a life of power. It's a life of giftedness where people look at you and like, man, that's phenomenal. What's going on? It just opens doors and you're advancing his kingdom on a continual basis. That's what God has for you. So take hold. Find the balance that God has put. Find out what he, the Holy Spirit has deposited in your life and start living life to the full. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And God, I pray right now that you would speak to our lives that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, some of us, the, the truth is, we just, we're, we're kind of fearful. We're a little we're leery of, of, of embracing this side of it because maybe we've seen it abused. Maybe we've never heard about it. But Lord, you have gifted each and every one of us here. And so Lord, I pray that we wouldn't fight it, that we wouldn't be reluctant of it, but we would find out how you've gifted our lives. We'd find out how you have gifted our kids' lives. And that, Lord, we would allow you to use us. Lord, so that it may advance your kingdom. Lord, that you have made us powerful and productive. God, Jesus, that to move and to work. And Lord, that, that scripture enacts in him we live and move and have our being would become a reality. In you we exist. We move. We live there, Lord. I pray that we would live this spirit-led life out for your glory and for your purpose. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Justin, I'm here Man, I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to give you that chance. If you're here and you say, you know what? I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Or maybe you just need to come back home. You you need to recommit your life because you just drifted. 
Man, you just drifted. You just gotten away from him. I'm going to count to three, and all I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand and step into what the Lord has for you today. One, two, three. Is there anyone here? You say, Justin, that's me. You just raise your hand. There's one hand. There's two hands. Is there anyone else? Anyone else here? You say, Justin, I want to join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. Yeah, I see you. There's three hands. Is there anyone else? You join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further. Yeah, there's four. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. I just want to join these four hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. There's a change. Man, I've drifted or I need to make a first time decision before we go any further. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Can we give these four individuals that raise their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.